Hi, and welcome back to Global Crime, a true crime podcast where we discuss international true crime cases and psychological thrillers between fiction and nonfiction. If you like murder or mystery, uh, stick around, grab a snack, and buckle your seatbelts because today is going to be fucking wild. I'm your host, Hannah, and beside me there is your co-host. Hello, hello everyone. So today's story, we're going to talk about the House of Horrors. Horrors? <laughs> it's going to no, it's going to be horse too because uh, in this house, a lot of women were abducted. There was a lot of prostitution. And this is the story of Fred West and Rosemary Letts. So let's start by Louise. You know what? I don't know why my dad does all these stuff. What do you mean, these stuff? I mean, you see, sometimes he would strangle me. What? Yeah, one time, like, he almost killed me, and then I was, like, screaming, and thank God my siblings came, and because of that, he stopped. And what did, like, what did your mom do? She said that I, I was asking for it. What? Yeah, that was two years ago. And what is is he doing now? Sometimes he would, like, have sex with me. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. And when I tell my mom, she says I am asking for it. So, this was Louise, Fred's daughter. After that, the friend uh, went to her house and told her mother everything. And the mom was, thank God, responsible enough to go and tell the police anonymously. And they started the investigation with Fred West. So, let's talk about Fred West's childhood. Frederick Walter Stephen West was born 28 September 1941 in Gloucestershire, England. He was born into this family where they lived in a farm, but it wasn't your cottage core aesthetic vibe. It was more of like, if you don't work, you don't eat. His mother's name was Daisy and his father's name was Walter. So, they were a poor family and uh, they had six children three of them were girls three of them were guys and um fred was always his mother favorite like she loved him so much and uh he was described by people uh, like he was a troublemaker and like he would go around and grab girls but weirdly enough i know (laughs) so yeah and uh that was like a normal thursday activity for him i know and because of that people didn't think it was alarming that he was doing that and they described him as like goofy which i think boys will be boys you know he also had really good work ethic because of his upbringing but also developed a lifelong habit of petty theft that he will be arrested for a lot of times he was introduced to sex by his mother at the age of 12 and um, it wasn't like surprising to the family because he said that his father used to have sex with his sisters no yeah and uh, his uh, younger brother dog would say later on that that Fred claims are wrong and this was just in his fantasies or whatever but we don't know if it's right you know Um, after that in uh, uh, 1957 he 
would you know go aggressively try to possess women in girl and he would object objectify them anyways one time he tried to approach a girl and she didn't want to so he was so freaking mad at his 17th birthday he bought a motorcycle and after two months he suffered from a fracture in his skull a broken arm and broken leg in an accident and because of that he was unconscious for seven days after the incident he tried one time after two years later um he tried one time to group a girl and she escaped and punched him and because of that he was sending she sended him falling second floor to the ground so he had another head injury and i don't know if that explained his weird behavior but maybe in june 1961 fred's sister little sister 13 year old kitty told uh, her mother that her brother tried to rape her and his mother was so furious the police arrested him and the mother said i was so disgusted by my son's actions but at the same time she was testifying in his defense kitty refused to testify and the case collapsed and uh, the family disowned fred right like they should but they didn't do like they sended him to live with his aunt violet and then he came back and the parents were ready to reconciliate the relationship i think they're wrong because they they should have like yeah they they should give like they should have like like talk to him no i should throw him in the street because like what who does that and i would understand the fact that his siblings didn't want to talk to him again because like stay away from my daughters stay away from my sisters because like you're a weirdo and in mid uh, 1962 september uh he was 21 he met uh, costello Rena. Catherine, her name is Catherine, but she was a prostitute, so she was she would like to be called Rena. He, she was dating him for a couple of months, but uh, before she returned to Scotland, uh, she was pregnant with an Asian baby driver, <laughs> an Asian bus driver, <laughs> and the ethnicity is important later on. Um, so after she was pregnant with it, uh, with him. Um, she discovered it in Scotland and she decided to get back to England and comfort him but uh, the fucker was like no I don't want to raise this baby with you and because of that she was um, she was sad obviously and she met Fred who was like okay I will marry you Um, and they got married Um, she uh, gave birth to her daughter Charmaine in March 1963 and uh they told the family because Charmaine was Asian they told the f- was mixed but be they told the family that they had a miscarriage and that Charmaine was adopted because like it's not logical that two white people will have an Asian baby right um so after that they uh, they lived the couple in Savoy Street in Bridgeton distincts of Glasgow in July 1964 they had a daughter and her name was Anne Marie the couple was living all together Fred had like this business where he had like this ice cream van and this ice cream van which was really weird later on you would figure out that 
Fred liked little children. He liked like girls at 16, 15, 14 year old. So it's really weird that he has an ice cream van that sells stuff to children. He's following his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. And uh, uh, because like one time he was driving and he ran a child. Like, come on. And like, yeah, he ran a child, but because it was accidental, he wasn't charged for it. And the people were so mad. Was it accidental? It was. <laughs> it was like, he, uh, so it was accidental, really. But the, like the whole town was like, no, we're not going to buy ice cream from you anymore. And he knew that. So he decided to move. Uh, to another place where he would have a car van and he would live with his wife and two children at the same time Rena has met these two girls McNeil and McPhail Issa McNeils and Anne McPhails uh, try to remember the names it's pretty hard like, <laughs> like it's pretty confusing so uh, they were living with Fred and Rena and the two daughters weirdly like fred would tell the girls to stay in the bunk bed because he didn't want to see them until he gets off work like he hated children i don't know if like you hate children just don't have them yeah like basically yeah so he would tell them to stay in the bunk bed and uh, he was like really he would be really abusive towards the women he would have these violent mood swings he uh, would try to dominate them and also um he there is like you know suspicions that he started to sexually abuse charmaine and he's and he also encouraged rena to turn to prostitution to supplement his uh incomes because he wasn't doing that much after that, the three women decided to run from Fred's domestic abuse and increasingly sadistic sexual demands. So Rena found Mick like Mick like Shanlin. It was her boyfriend at the time, and she was begging him to rescue her. So McNeil and her and like the children decided to also call her boyfriend, you know, McNeil boyfriend's known name is John. Trotter. So you have John and uh, McLeishlin, <laughs> Rena, uh, McNeil, McPhail, and the two children. He, they were going all to escape from Fred. So at that time, <laughs> Anne began to be infatuated by Fred. And because of that, she told... Very much. Like yeah. he was pretty much. Obviously. <laughs> he, he started to have sex with her, actually. Like, I think... Or maybe, maybe not. Because, like, uh, in when I was reading the book, there wasn't any, um, like, information if they were together at that time. Or if Anne did that. Actually, he started to promise to marry her. So I think they were having sex. Anyways, I'm not trying to accuse anyone. So I don't know if they were having sex. But there were, uh, like, that he promised her that he's going to marry her. So I think obviously there was something between them so after that he found out the plan and he came and he was so he wasn't shocked but he decided to leave rena mcnail and uh, the two boys and he screamed to rena that i 
would kill you if I ever see you again. And after that, he was living with uh, like Charmaine and Marie and Anne McPhail, where she, you know, there was like a, a family thing between them. And she was trying to seduce him to, you know, uh, divorce his wife and marry her. At the same time, she was sending letters to McNeil, her friend. You remember her? She was sending her letters. And later on in the interview, she would tell them that she would tell her, Oh my God, I'm living with Fred in this house. And she would tell her family. Her family was really poor and her mother died from starvation. So I think after the family heard of that, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they it's not that they didn't care about their child, but they were like, oh my God, she found a better life in England. We shouldn't, you know, be a burden to her. Yeah, so that's why they didn't search for her after the letters stopped arriving, because at that time she was pregnant eight months with, uh, you know, uh, Fred's child. At the same time, Rena one time came and found out that uh, Anne, and Fred were having sex together and she was so like she grew this resentment in her that she decided to steal some of Fred's belongings that were in a car van she was arrested and um, she was uh, sentenced to three years probation Fred testified at her hearing admitting that he and Mikhail that were living together um, but after that but he said that mcphail will return to scotland which she wasn't she was pregnant after it and because fred i don't know if he was he was afraid that verena would find out so he decided to kill 18 year old Anne mcphail in july 1967. at first he didn't admit to killing her in a hearing but um, he said that they had an argument and he stabbed her to death and then buried her in a field. That's the explanation that he gave. Um, there is, uh, he, he, there is a fact that her wrists were found with a section of dressing gown cord wrapped around them, suggesting that she was tied before her murder. After that, Rena returned to live with Fred and the couple were living in a caravan park. The relationship improved uh, like initially, but Rena left the following year uh, and like you know, left her children in the care of Fred. And because of that, Fred didn't have any women to take care of the children for him, so he decided to put them in social service. Now let's talk about Rosemary Letts. Rosemary Letts met Fred at 1969 when she was 15. Uh, like she was literally after, shortly after her 15 year old birthday, she was working as a waitress. And when she met him, he was, you know, he liked her and he would come to the bus stop and wait for the bus with her and then get in the bus and they would talk. And she thought that was so cute, but it isn't because he was freaking 27. If a 27 year old does that to you, call the police. Yeah, or run. <laughs> because it's like, just like the first alarming thing the fact that someone who's 27 is talking to someone who's 15 and having a romantic interest in them. Um, no, sir. So, uh, but like, it wasn't weird for Rosemary because you know what? Her family was also so messed up. Uh, her mom, 
her mom names is Daisy. It's like the, the same name as Fred's mom. So her her mom name was Daisy Letts, and uh, she used to have chronic depression when she was um, pregnant with Rosemary, and she used to go to these therapy sessions where they would insert some you know uh, uh devices in her temples and they would electrocute shock her and i am not a medical professional but i know that's not good like you can't even get an x-ray when you're pregnant because it will affect your child somewhere or another and this woman got these x-ray before uh the you know before giving birth to rosemary by days it obviously had some effects on the child after she was born um she had these chunky glasses so people would bully her in primary school but like in middle school she got to them back i'm back on <laughs> i'm back and stronger than ever and she started to bully the guys who bullied her so imagine them being like oh my god we just tried to bully you why are you here <laughs> why are you so strong <laughs> why why are you so aggressive rose <laughs> You're not supposed to be like that. You're like, we just made fun of your glasses. Like, imagine the mean girls telling her, Rose, you're not cool. And she's like, hush. <laughs> so uh, she started to bully them back. And uh, at this time, her sister Patricia was a subject to sexual assault by her father, Bill. Yeah, there's a lot of incest in this story. So... And remember their father's name because it's gonna come back later on. I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, if I am wrong. Uh, uh, what's her name? Rosemary. Rosemary. Yeah. She uh, she go with uh, she's go with uh, Fred. Yeah. Because I don't know if women like when they treat bad. I soon as they find someone nice to them, they. Oh, that could be a good explanation. Like it could, yeah. She obviously had daddy issues because you know what? Her dad was diagnosed with schizophrenia and OCD, so he used to abuse the whole family. Like he would find a dust or just like something that is not in his place, and he would hit the whole family, including the mom, the children, everyone. I think that was pretty traumatizing to them. Also, there was a detail: uh, Rosemary would walk butt naked, like in a house. Sometimes she was just like everyone would be eating breakfast like some cereals and milk and she would be like oh hi everyone <laughs> just getting fresh air yeah just getting fresh air <laughs> and uh that was odd but the family didn't thought it was around alarming also rosemary um assaulted her younger brother because you know what she was brainwashed by her dad bill Yes, Belle. He was brainwashing her into thinking that him having sexual intercourse with her was a normal thing because that's what parents do when they love their children so much. Which later on she would do to her own daughters. Anyways, her relationship with Fred, I was so mad. Her relationship with Fred was, you know, her parents didn't like it. So they would always try to call social services to stop her from seeing Fred, but she 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 just didn't hear from anyone. She loved him. She was also prostituting for this guy, so he can have money, you know, because he couldn't um, afford to feed his daughters. He she was pregnant and she got a daughter, and her name is Heather. Um, she was like seventeen when she had her first daughter. But at that time, 
1971, Fred was, you know, um, imprisoned. No, he was imprisoned six months before the 40, uh, 24 June 1971. So she was with the children, three children alone. Rosemary was doing the most. She was 17 year old and trying to take care of these three children. So she wasn't the best mom is all I am saying. At 17 year old, I couldn't even handle like my baccalaureate. So. <laughs> so I can imagine handling three children and uh, she wouldn't be she would uh, abuse them and there was this like instant where like when she would abuse them Charmaine would just have this stoic face where she had no reaction she would not cry she would just like and Rosemary would be in sheer anger because of that she'd be like why isn't she crying and I'm gonna hit her more and Charmaine didn't even give a shit but Anne Marie would just be sobbing and crying and um she would after that tell which is so sad she would tell Anne Marie because she recollects that uh, in the interviews she said that she would tell her how don't worry my mom would come and rescue us her mom Rena. I bet it oh, it's so sad because it's gonna she's gonna die later on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that. And um, after that, uh, she would like Rose would swear at them, and Charmaine would be like, "My mom would never do this to us. Would never swear at us." And Rosemary would be like, "I'm not your mom." Yeah, she would tell her, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not your mom." Like, I'm not your fucking mom, so I'm gonna swear as much as I want. And um, uh, after that, uh, there is a sus- no, it was like Tracy, one of her friends, one of Charmaine's friends, said that one time she she saw that Rose Marie was keeping Charmaine in a chair naked, and she was gagging her while her hand were tied behind her back. And that was some of the abuse that Charmaine and Heather were subjected to by Rosemary. And I know there is more because imagine this is just what Rosemary could look, uh, what Anne Marie could uh, recollect, and her friends Tracy, what her friends Tracy saw. After that, um, before uh, the release of Fred, Charmaine disappeared. And allegedly, she was killed by Rosemary. Her body would later on be found. Uh, the ankle, her ankles, her wrist, her fingers would be tied to her skull with tape. She would be buried somewhere, and uh, it's obviously Rosemary who did it. She was in sheer anger. And after that, after the disappearance, in the autobiography, Out of the Shadow, Anne-Marie said that she asked her father, uh, that she asked her father, where is Charmaine? He said, her, your mother took her. And then she said, like, why my mother didn't take me too? Fred said, she wouldn't want to, love. You're the wrong color. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, because Charmaine was, you know, she was Asian and Heather was white. I don't know. This man is weird. Anyways, so after that, Rena was looking for her daughters. She wanted her daughters back. And uh, because of that, Fred didn't like it. So he told her, let's meet. And he killed her. He strangled her. 
inside his car and he buried her it was like yeah you see what the fan does like the effect so yeah the effect uh, ah yeah because like it it was like i think if he if fred had maybe a better childhood maybe something would have been different maybe all these people didn't wouldn't die but then again we don't know so uh he killed Ro- uh rena by strangulation in his forward and uh, after they discovered her body uh her remains because they were like you know discovered after decades there was a possibility that he she have been restrained and subjected to sexual assault prior to her murder because she was extremely also dismembered and placed into plastic bags and buried close to a cluster of trees in Yumati called Capiz at Letterbox Field about like a mile from much Markle. So after that, they got married in 29 January 1972. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, the ceremony took place in Gloucestershire Register Office. And uh, did he. They, did they ask what uh, happened? Like, uh, oh, in the course. Like, in the court. you know what? That's smart. What happened to Rena? Because he was married before to Rena. Yeah, like, he didn't divorce her. Like, yeah. That, yeah, that's actually smart. But I think just like um, people did, I don't know, maybe in 70, 1972, people didn't care as much as we do now. And also, Rena was living in Scotland, so maybe maybe people assumed that she gone to Scotland and didn't come back. But that, that, was, that was a smart uh, remark. I didn't think about it. So... After that, Fred's brother John acted like as a best man and they had this really uh, beautiful marriage. Rose was pregnant with her second child who wasn't her child because like some people say that it was like a client child because she was, you know, prostituting for Fred. And uh, they had, uh, they bought this house. It was a facility and um, it, it had like an upper room uh for uh they had bed sets for the children and they had another room which will be described as rose's room so in this room there will be pee holes and fred would be watching rose having sex with other men in this room it's like so weird okay but what i read on reddit is that so embarrassed to say this but fred would have sex with rose after she had sex with black men because he thought that he would like you know mix the sperm and create a superhuman he's so stupid i know like what how could you think like that like just take a second and do a like a research on sperm in google and you would know that it doesn't work like that i know they are in 97 uh, oh, oh yeah <laughs> like I forgot it's in the, it's the 1972 <laughs> so after that uh, she gave uh, b- you know Rose gave birth to her daughter in the first June um, and they lived not a normal life but it was it was like it was their their life okay uh, so she was engaging with sexual activities with other men and women and uh, she would be so 
bad to women and she would have these really big dildos and when the woman would be like uh no she'd be like aren't you women enough to take it so yeah and um after that there were uh, sometimes uh like they would have like these uh sessions where like it was so fucking weird at their house let me just tell you there was uh like there was no sexual limits that they could go to they took like cater all to the fetishes that they had and uh, later expanding like they had like some toy collection they had porn collections of like you know child sexual abuse rose collected uh, the wells the, you know the west finances and uh, rose's room was used for i told you uh prostitution he had like several pee hole not just like one pee hole in the wall he's just like several ones so he can watch he had also baby monitors in the room so he can listen everywhere from the house to rose um the room included a private bar a red light outside just like you know how like there is red light like uh, like this is uh, like um closed open <laughs> oh my god it was a whole shit show far away like yeah they were professional <laughs> just done their job yeah so they had this uh li red light outside of the door um so uh it's like do not disturb she would turn it on when and it would write do not disturb i'm busy <laughs> uh so uh, and also she carried the soul key in her neck uh, and the clients would be, you know, separated from the household. And whenever they visited uh, the household, uh, the money earned was spent to uh, the home improvement. So they would have more rooms. They would improve their business, basically. In uh, 1977, uh, Rose's father, Bill, came for to be a client. Oh my, they're wine. Yeah, he came to the house to be a client. You fuck it. Yeah, obviously, and like, oh my god, I, I know. So, uh, you know, some, I don't know, he, he came to be a client. To Rose. Did he recognize her? Obviously! So? He came because of her. And he didn't say anything. He was okay with it. Take her. No. Like he he didn't he discovered his daughter prostitution and he would visit her to have sex with his daughter. By 1983, she had given birth to eight children, and at least three of them were convinced to be clients because you know, Fred accepted these children as his own, but um, some of their skin was darker than uh, Fred's skin so he would go around and tell people yeah it's because of my black grandmother I'm telling you he doesn't know how race works <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know how melanin works no yeah. uh, come on he thought he can create superman life. like he he thought he could create superhumans um so uh West, the West children's um, when they were like the age of seven some of them would go around and do daily chores because you know what Rose is so busy working and because of that 
the children will be the one who do everything laundry the you know the house chores and there were like some really strict guidelines from the parents and punishment physical punishment almost always if you don't do your course you would be punished and she always took great care of the children assault i know um also at that time and marie would start would start to have you know to be sexually assaulted but before that let's talk about their victims their first victims was caroline owens in 1972 she was 17 she was hired as a children nanny because they had eight children she was hitchhiking one night and she met you know um uh, both of them she hated her stepfather and she was looking for a job so they offered her a job as a part-time employment and as a nanny for their three children um and uh, they promised her that they would drive her back each Tuesday. Several days, um, Owens moved into the, their house. Rose has begun to engage into prostitution at that times, and uh, explained to Owen that she worked as a messen, like she would massage people. She told Owens that she just massaged people. It was she didn't told her she didn't tell her about the prostitution. And uh, she told her that Fred was also a skilled abortionist. Like he would, uh, you know, do the abortion for women. He would work in the house. But they were doing sex work. Um, so, uh, like, Owens really didn't care about what they did. And she said that Fred, like, weirdly always talked about sex. And uh, also like rosemary would do these weird stuff so and oh like caroline didn't like it you know so after that she decided to stop working for them and when she decided to stop working for them rosemary was so mad and they drove to her house uh, to, to a place where she hitchhikes and they talked to her and they were like okay we're so sorry for what we did and we know we disturb you and um Fred was like, it's just that Rosemary likes you so much. And that's why she does all that. She thinks you're so pretty. And she was like, okay, guys, I forgive you. And then they told her, get in the car. I want to have a girl talk with you, Rosemary said. After she got into the car, she grabbed her boobs. And Caroline was like, um, no, like, I have a boyfriend. And I told you I'm not interested. And because of that, Fred turned around and said, You bitch! And punched Caroline. And he knocked her unconscious. They took her to their house where she was subjective to sexual assault. And uh, it was bad. At first, she was resisting them. But then, uh, like, Fred told her that if you don't do that, I would, uh, you know, I would kill you. Like, I killed a lot of girls here. And she was so scared. Uh, she, she just gave up. After that, she agreed to vacuum the house. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm just like a member of your family, guys. Later that day, she uh, told them that she's going to do the laundry. And she escaped. 
uh, at that time, Owen's mother has immediately reported her daughter missing. And uh, the Wests were charged with assault, incident assault, actual body harm, and rape. The case was uh, in Gloucestershire courts, uh, the 12th January 1973. And Owen, the thing is, she couldn't face them. She was so scared and she was so depressed. And she was like, imagine all the things that she'd been through. So she couldn't go to court to testify. And because of that, they didn't plead. They plead guilty, yes, but they were just finned 50 penny each. Just 50 penny for assaulting and raping this girl like uh, in our time it's like it's not the, like, like that but no it's one has less than ten dollars it's like 50 penny half a daughter i know oh, actually i don't know how much half, uh, i don't know how much 50 penny is but like it's not that much so after that they started murdering people because guess what owens has run away and because of that they didn't like it they were like we should start killing them from now on so let's start with their first victim lena goth she was 19 and she was the first sexually motivated killing that the west have done um so she was like uh, sometimes would have sex with Rose and then she disappeared and when she disappeared her mother came looking for her and guess what she found out that Rose was wearing her daughter's clothes and she thought that was so weird but she couldn't say anything about it so like imagine going to someone who wears the same dress as your daughter and you're like oh my daughter is missing you're wearing the same dress as her where's my daughter obviously i'm not gonna do that but the mother thought it was so weird after that um you know linda uh, re remains were buried in uh, the garage that was later on turned into a bathroom 10th november 1973 carol ann cooper a 15 year old um she was just traveling from her boyfriend's house after her mother's death and uh you know the west found her they sexually assaulted her and they killed her um fred didn't even remember her name he called her the scar hand girl because she had a scar in her hand because one time like when they were doing fireworks she accidentally burned herself it's just like disgusting pervert anyways um after that we have the 27 december lucy pargentin she was 20 or 21 year old she was uh, abducted at the bus stop and she she disappeared fred admitted himself into um the casualty unit of gustashir that uh, he he came with uh, you know injuries but he didn't explain where the injuries come from but later on they discovered that she was dismembered and uh, her body was discovered into Cromwell street uh, cellar the 6th march 1994 which is like two decades later after that we have to rest Sieglinter, uh which she was a sociology student and one time she was like hitchhiking she was abducted by these two uh you know these two and you know what what they would do they would bring the children with them into the car while uh you know hitchhike seeing people hitchhike because like you would trust a family like imagine seeing a man and a woman that look like them 
It's gonna stall me, like kidnap me. Mm. You're not gonna do it in front of kids. Yeah, that's what people would think, but they will. And they did it to Teras. So uh, she was abducted, and he described her as the Dutch girl or the tulip because he also didn't remember her name and uh, because she had like an accent um uh, she would be later on uh found there was like uh, a chimney breast uh, breast that was built upon her grave because they buried her inside the house and then after it you have a 1940 74 15 november shirley hubbard she was 15 year old she was just traveling and they just abducted her and killed her she was last seen by her boyfriend and she was she was like okay we'll meet the next tomorrow but then she disappeared she was dismembered and her remains were found in a section of the Sellers family so she she was buried inside the house her uh, head has been completely covered in tape with one and eight uh, and one and eight inch dynamiter rubber tube inserted into her nose because they beat her so much that she couldn't breathe anymore and they had to insert tube in her nose so she was still alive when she had all this head trauma yeah, and she was 15. So after that, you have Jul- uh, Juliana Mott. She was 18. She had been uh, a student. She was living with the, her friend. And then she disappeared. She was believed that be, uh, that she was abducted while hitchhiking again. Um, in a confession to the police, Fred would refer to her as the girl from New Wind. He didn't even remember these girls' name, which is so freaking sad. He doesn't even feel guilt enough to know his victims at least a little. Anyways, after that, you have 10 uh, May, Shirley Robinson. She was 18 and she was a bisexual woman. So she was just like, she had a relationship with both Red Roses and Fred, poor thing. So she was pregnant with Fred's child and Rosemary was so mad because Rosemary was also pregnant at that time. She was like so jealous that Shirley had Fred's child and she didn't that she killed her out of sheer anger and she was found with really bad trauma in the face. She was also dismembered and uh, yeah, they found her with her child, you know, her child's skeleton. After that... Uh, you have a 1979, 5 August, Alison Chamber. She was 16 year old. She was uh, at the age of 14. She was put in foster care, and uh, uh, after that, she became an acquainted in with the Wests in mid 1979. After that, um, Fred said that Rose was becoming too bloody vicious with you know. Allison and she dis they killed her and then dismembered her bodies. Several of her the bones that were on her leather belts would be you know tied to her jaw and and their jaw would be you know put also in her skull. After that, you have in. 1987. Uh, now let's talk about Anne Marie. You remember? child of 
uh, Rena and Fred West, she started to get sexually assaulted by Fred when she was, I think, the age of 11. So she started to get sexually assaulted by Fred and uh, he told her, they told her that it was like a normal thing. She was really brainwashed by both of them. She would also, uh, Rosemary would tell her to do house chores while wearing short skirts and they would insert text toys inside of her while she was doing chores. It was... <laughs> so... After years of being subjective to, you know, sexual assault, they started also to, uh, you know, sexually also assault Heather. Now, Heather, there is a different story. Heather, uh, after Anne-Marie ran away from the house, didn't like it. She was like, that's not normal. I know that that's not normal. And, uh, but her mom was like, you should do it and at 13 she was like having sex with her dad and also she would started to have clients come home for her and she would tell them that she was 16 because and she would stay in the home while these men would have sex with her daughter she was her daughter she wasn't rena's daughter and i amplify on that because after it um she would uh tell she would be afraid that Heather would tell the client that she's 13 and not actually 16. After that, um, they killed her and dismembered her. And they tell they would tell the children later on, If you do anything, we would bury you like we buried Heather in the house. They started also... You remember Louise that we talked about in the beginning of the podcast? They started to sexually assault Louise. Um... They sexually assaulted all their daughters. Disgusting pieces of shit. Um, so they started to sexually assault Louise when she was 11. And uh, her father strangled her. She, she almost died. And she started to call her children. And they heard her scream. So they came to, you know, upstairs. He told her, Heather, Louise, come and bring me water. And then he sexually assaulted her. And after that, when she ca- when her mother came home, she told her mom, this is what my dad did. She was like, well, you were asking for it. And yeah. And uh, then after that, uh, she, he would like, you know, be sexually assault her. And she would bleed from her anus and her vagina. And uh, after that, when her, when, you know, Rosemary would take her to the bathroom, she would be like, well, you deserved it. Like, what kind of mother do that for their children? After that, um, she told her friend, and the friend told her mother, and the mother, you know, uh, she told the police. The police came and took all the children to foster care. And the children told them, yeah, our parents always told us that we they will bury us like they buried Heather. So then they ran an investigation where they told Fred, where's Heather? He first said, I don't know. And then um, he they asked Rosemary and she said, yeah, I told her to run away and gave her some money because I knew she was lesbian and her father wouldn't like her. Bitch! <laughs> oh my God. And then after it, they uh, he admitted that he buried her. So they started to dig the police. And when they digged, they found four legs. Okay? And when they found four legs, they were like, Heather didn't have four legs. Heather didn't have four legs. So they searched the whole place and they found all the victims. Now the sentence, the sentence was, um, 
It was a shit show. Fred before didn't want to admit that Rosemary was involved in the murder. He was like, Rosemary didn't do anything. And all that because he loved her so much. Yeah. And then in a court hearing, uh, he was uh, talking and like, he was telling Rosemary, look at me, look at me. And she wouldn't even look at him. She was pretending to be disgusted by him. And then uh, there's television in the cellar. So he saw that Rosemary was telling people, I hate him so much. I can't believe how he could do this to our daughter. And he was so sad. He started to write her love letters, a lot of love letters. And then he drew a gravestone on a paper and he asphyxiated. He killed himself by asphyxiation. And he wrote, to the grave of me and Rosemary. Anyways, it was like romantic fucking bullshit. And because of that, the, the, the people were so mad that no one wanted to bury him. Imagine, he stayed in like uh, the cell, the the fro the the whole freezer for three months because well, no one was like, we're not gonna bury this bullshit man. And no one wanted to uh, bury him. And after that, Rosemary would be go to with co to the court and she would take if i was if i was what? like uh, living in that time mm. i would like okay we will bury him but i'm gonna cut him to pieces yeah i'm dismembering <laughs> and give everyone uh like the, the victim yeah give a piece give bury him like they satisfy like oh it i don't i would say oh my good plan <laughs> <laughs> so after that they uh you know uh, what am I saying? Oh, yeah. So she had life uh, in prison. She was uh, sentenced to life in prison. And uh, yeah, everyone was mad. They were like, you know, Fred, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't, um, you didn't uh, get what you deserved. There were actually, he admitted to 30 murders, not the 12 murders. And um, because. Like, uh, uh, everything. He admitted everything, but he but he admitted it on his name. But the thing is, you remember Charmaine? Um, he was in prison when she died, so it wasn't logical. You didn't do that. Who did it, Fred? Who did it? It was Rose. And after that, he admitted the, to the investigation. He admitted them that he killed another girl, which was uh, she was fifteen year old, and uh, she um, uh, they never found her body. Uh, but uh, he said that he killed her and he dragged her to his car and uh, you know cut her that was like he also said that he killed another 30 percent and he didn't admit to them he said their names but he didn't say where he buried them um but he said that he would tell the police one time in a year like every person that he killed like every year he will tell them about one person and you know why because there is like a case in like that in russia because he would take every time he admitted to something they would take him from prison and take him to a cellar another stuff where he can relax and you know have like seven days and then they could give him another sentence so he would he was planning on doing that but because rose had you know said all that stuff about him he was so depressed that he killed himself I hope there is a special place in hell for this person. It is. It is. I really hope there is a special place because you deserve being. <laughs> okay? He's looking at me. 
he's shocked because like you deserve being dismembered and being done the same bullshit that you did to every woman you killed and also you rosemary anyways <laughs> so after that um that was the story of you know rosemary and fred west i hope they run in hell and you know what happened uh, well, in hell. <laughs> after that you know what rosemary did she started a relationship with another woman in prison who was also a serial killer God. There is an actual documentary about with both of them, which is like, what, like, you're a match made in hell, Fred and Rose, and you're gonna meet another woman and be a, like a match made in another dimension I of see hell. Their face when they go to hell. <laughs> how that feels? Yeah, how that yeah. feels when you like I, ugh, every girl that they killed didn't even pass twenty one. And I feel so sorry for the one that were so young and, you know, had a life ahead of them. But because of these two, they died. She's crying. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know you didn't. It was a lot to unpack. But I hope you now know uh, the story of Rest, uh, Fred West and Rosemary Letts. There's an actually a really good book about them. It's called Fred and Rose. And also you can find some resources in the Encyclopedia of Serial Killers. You also can uh, can check uh, the, Shadows down- the Shadows Downtown. The name of the book is also has really good information. And I hope you have a good day, a good night. And if you're like in a car, have a sweet ride. And see you next time. Maybe next month. <laughs> we don't know. That. I'm joking. Maybe next week. With another story and another crime. It was really happy. I was really happy telling this story. So, goodbye. It was happy. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it's like been so long since we did an episode. And that's why I said I was happy. Yeah. yeah. So, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.